Are you waiting for everything to be perfect before you decide to enjoy life? Stop waiting. Start living. Welcome to Life in 22 Minutes with Scott and Becky McIntosh, where you will hear inspiring stories from imperfect people living life with courage, humor, and a whole lot of love, despite challenging circumstances to bring hope to your heart and a smile to your face in only 22 minutes. Now, let's welcome the host of the show, Scott and Becky McIntosh. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Life in 22 Minutes. Uh, Scott McIntosh here, and here's my co-host, Becky. Hi, everyone. So today's show, we've got a good friend, somebody that we've known for quite some time now. He is the life of the party. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen anybody that's such a life of a party. Rob Ferrey. There you go. Yes, uh, that's the name of my business. So if anybody's wondering why people call me the life of the party, that's what happened. And so I started my business 10 years ago this month. Really? Wow. Yes. 10 years ago this month. Yeah, celebrating my 10-year anniversary. So when- you started when you were 10? Yeah. No, I'm older than I look. Really? You look maybe 22. Yeah, I'm 38. No way. I'm not. I don't look 22. You you don't look 22, but you do not look 38. Okay. Well, there you go. I don't have kids, so that maybe does it for me. So, yeah, I hear kids age you a little bit. Yeah, they give you gray hair. That's what happened to me. (laughs) Exactly. And my hair fell out. It did? And I color mine. A little bit. Yeah. We're going to have something to blame it on. (laughs) Yeah. So, I started my business 10 years ago. My my sister-in-law... I was trying to look for names, and she's like, why, does it, why don't you just be the life of the party? So I was like, sounds good to me. So that's Because what we you are. were the life of the party. Well, I try to be. But, you know, there are some times where I dial it up and I dial it down. So I'm not always like, hey, it's good. <laughs> you know? So you got to yeah, make sure there's a balance. I've noticed you're really good at reading the energy yeah. in a group. Well, thank and you. Like you said, dialing it up or dialing, dialing it, it down. down. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, here on Life in 22 Minutes, we aim to make people smile in 22 minutes. Yes. I think you, you make a living making people smile and entertain. Yes. And I try to find my why as this. I get to be a part of people's grandest and best celebrations in life. And I bring that to life for them. And I get to be a part of that. I feed off the energy of people. And so we both know each other from the National Speakers Association. And I came into the National Speakers Association by accident. You guys probably get on stage and you guys love presenting to people and feeling their energy. Same thing for me. Um, My business, people are probably wondering, what is the life of the party? What is this business? Well, it's uh, basically primarily entertainment business. We do DJs. We do MCs. We do game shows. We do a variety of things. Uh, Primarily, I, I would say the majority of the stuff we do are weddings. A lot of people get married here in Utah, believe oh, it or yeah. not. Oh, I've, yes, heard I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. And it's funny that you talk about bringing the energy up or bringing it down. Usually, I'm a little slow to read it. I think we okay. all notice that when we're in the middle of something, we feel our game is on and yeah. we're acting <laughs> like a clown and all that. And then we realize that everybody's very annoyed with us. Yes. And, and it's too late. We've already we've waited too long to tone it down. Yes. And I'm trying to be self-aware. And I try really hard to walk the fine line of versus self-promotion versus you know, making it about the audience. And I'm still very much learning about that. And so uh, in our NSA meetings, I often try and insert myself into the meetings and try and bring some fun into it. But I also try and make sure it's about the people who are in that room and making sure we give them value and those type of things. And so it's always hard for me because I love the spotlight sometimes and it's just hard for me to walk (laughs) away from it. I was going to ask you, growing up, Yes. Were you the life of the party in their classroom? Were you the class clown? And there were times I was kind of class clownish, I would say. It's funny because when I was in seventh grade, I, I was the only seventh grader voted most likely 
other ones were eighth graders in middle school, right? And I was voted most likely to be a stand-up comedian. So I did not go in that route. I don't really like stand-up. I do improv comedy. But um, anyway, but in, in middle school, I, I, I mean, in elementary school, I did this magic show. And that magic show has actually propelled me to where I am today. And it's the dumbest magic show. I saw it from a guy. His name is... Um, why am I forgetting his name? But he did a show called The Farley Family Reunion. And it is... His name will come to me. And he does this show in the middle. It's a one-man show. And he does this magic show. And in the middle of it, it's all finger magic. It's just fake. Mm-hmm. It's just fake. And um, I learned that magic show and I shared it in elementary school. And I used that magic show throughout middle school and high school, even on my mission in Spain, um, through college. And that magic show actually introduced me to the guy who would train me to become a DJ. Scott grabbed his phone there. Yes. And he's being tricky because you yes. can't James see Yes, James Arrington. James Arrington. Wow, technology. There you go. I could. I was trying to come up with it too. I knew the name, and I could. Have you seen it. the show? Have you seen the Friday I, Family I've Union? Seen, I've seen bits of it. I don't really yeah. call it, but yeah. yes, I have. But I remember seeing it as a child, and I was so inspired. And I said, "This is so funny. This is good stuff. This is what I want to be doing." And I always knew I wanted to perform and be on stage. And I did that all throughout elementary school, middle school. I was in every possible production in high school. You know, I did probably four or five productions a year in high school. And I went to Southern Utah University. Uh, I wanted to get a a minor in theater, but it just didn't really work out for me. I still did improv down there, and I did uh, broadcast communications. And that gave me the ability to have my own TV show, so that was fun. So Really? Yeah. Are, are you musical? Uh, not very. I, I maybe sing in the shower. I can, I can hold a tune maybe doing karaoke, but I'm not, I'm not very musically talented. I'm very self-aware. And so I'm the kind of person that's like, you know what? I'll, I'll work on the other strengths, which is talking and interacting and dancing and having some fun. So when Simon Cowell says, uh, that just sounded very karaoke-ish. Yes. That, that's you he's talking about? Yes. Yes. Oh. He goes, you belong in a karaoke bar. <laughs> that's where you like, That's where you're going to be the star. But I actually, speaking of that, uh, Disney World, they used to have a, an attraction called American Idol. And so you could audition and be a part of it. And they did it like every two or three hours. And I actually got on stage and I sang old timer rock and roll. Oh, nice. Yeah. So by Bob Seger. Yeah. That was my, that was my American Idol moment in a theme park. So, yeah. So uh, anyway, we were talking at the beginning (laughs) about this foray, this this Frenchman stuff. Tell us about this name. Okay. So uh, the thing about it is our roots go to France, but we, our family, if you meet other forays around the, the state, they go by ferry. And so... Your name is spelled... F-E-R-R-E. But if you put an accent mark on the E, right. it's foray. And that is the proper French way to say it. You know, we come to the United States and some of these names just kind of get muddled in the American well, like, like, accent. Like Brett Favre. Yeah. The, the, the R and the V are in the wrong place. It should be Favre. Favre. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, she'd be, you know, but it's Brett Favre, you know, and we Americanize it, and it's fairy. And uh, so if you ever meet somebody from high school around me, you know, one of my high school friends, like, hey, fairy, hey, fairy. And it's just, I just, uh, I kind of wanted to kind of move away from that. And the other thing is my dad moved away from that. He became fairy, and so did my mother. 
while he was away at medical school. Then he moved back to Utah, and my dad, my grandpa was like, well, you're no longer a fairy. You're no longer one of us. So, <laughs> but I, I, I kind of like the sound of foray better. And there, there's a mutual friend that we know. His name's Thomas Cantrell, and he's like, you should become DJ Foray. And I was like, ooh, yeah, well, that sounds kind of cool. Good. That does yes, sound does. good. Yeah. yeah, it's very good. Hey, I want to go back to something yes. you mentioned, that you had your own TV show. Yes. What kind of TV show? Tell me about it. It's called SUU Live. I went to Southern Utah University, and me and another guy uh, were down there, and he's like, let's create a late-night talk show. And it was called SUU Live. And we did that for two years. I was the host of the show, and we'd bring in people and guests and do sketches and things like that. So that was kind of like our show. You can actually Google it and see it on YouTube. So if you ever want to watch any of my past shows, I actually have that on there. So just Google Rob Foray SU Live and there's stuff on there. And watch you back when you were in college. Yes. And you can <laughs> see how terrible I was at doing the monologues and just trying to make people laugh. But it was such a fun experience. And, um, and that's what I really enjoyed about my experience at college was I was given the opportunities to either volunteer, to serve, to do a TV show, do a radio show, to be in leadership positions. I had all opportunities. And that is, I'm still doing that today. I'm still seeking out opportunities within my community. Um, I'm serving on different boards of different associations, and uh, I'm constantly looking to be a part of different communities. Are you that guy that when you're watching uh, Family Feud, you're like, Oh, I could do that. Yes. I could so do that. That's what I wanted. That's. I mean, there were two dream jobs that I had was either be on ESPN or a game show host. And so I, I was telling a friend about this story today is when I used to work for Disney, I entered uh, a dream job competition for ESPN and I actually won it. But it was just for fun. But I actually won the competition for the person that is who could go on and be a ESPN anchor, but it was just for fun. I had, they, 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 they just gave you a prize. They actually didn't give you a job, but I actually won it. And then um, when it came to game show stuff, I started doing that when I worked at the Nickelodeon hotel in Orlando, Florida, I lived in Orlando for three years. I forgot to tell you that part. And I moved there right after college and I worked for universal studios, Disney, Nickelodeon, and I worked all sorts of places. And so I would love to have my own game show. Um, it's hard to come by. If you notice, all the people that are doing game shows today, they're all celebrities or comedians. Right. Right. So what I'm doing right now is I'm creating a speaking business around game shows. Um, right now, part of my speaking platform is the best game show ever. So you guys saw a piece of that. Yeah, last yeah, month at our fun. chapter meeting. Yeah. It was fun. That it was, was a lot of fun. Lot of fun. So, so let me ask you that. What do you do at a wedding? Because I've seen you do the game show thing. So mm -hmm. you say weddings is your number one gig. Is yeah. it just spinning records and uh, letting dad and daughters dance together? Or do you? what do you do? We want to create a different experience. Here in Utah, especially when it comes to Mormon weddings, they like to do receiving lines and uh kind of have everybody get their punch, punch of cookies and leave. We want to create new experiences for people. And so when it comes to weddings, we, we give people options. And our DJs, and especially myself, we're not just DJs, we're MCs. We bring energy. We introduce people. We let people know what's happening. But we have some fun. I get out on the dance floor. I do line dance instruction. I, I tell people what to do. But in addition to that, we have fun introductions. Um, uh, one thing that we do that's a lot of fun, um, and I go to a lot of DJ conventions and workshops. And so I've learned this from other DJs is where we program music and uh, where we hit people at the right times. And we've also created custom mixes where we interview the bride. We get all her intro, like her interview stuff. 
I, I chop it up and I put it into her daddy daughter dance. So imagine, do you have a daughter by any chance? I have a few of them. Oh, oh yes, of course, the shorts. Okay, so are any, have any of them gotten married yet? Three, Three of them. that Three are of married. One that is getting married in a couple of months. Okay, so if we want to make Scott cry, I interview your daughter and I put her tribute to him in it. So in the middle of the song, her voice comes up and she says, Daddy, I want to say this and this and this and this. And we do a vocal tribute. And so what we want to do is engage people emotionally and create a fun experience. So we do that throughout the evening with ebbs and flows and by having some fun with the cake cutting, having some fun with different things. And what we often do is like to collaborate with people. If people are fun and they want to do something fun or unique, we've done flash moms. At my own wedding, my wife surprised me with a velociraptor at my wedding. (laughs) And so uh, we had live singers at my wedding. Um, I've done game show stuff. I've done things that's called the love story. And the love story is one of my favorite things to do. I get stories from the bride and groom. So, for example, you guys are my bride and groom. So, Scott, you give me your version of how you met, how you fell in love, first date, first kiss, all those things. Right. You give me your version. But you can't look at each other's versions. Mm -hmm. And then I put it together in a five-minute narrative. You know, so it's something like to the, you know, when Scott first laid his eyes on Becky in college, he knew she was the woman for him. But Becky had no idea that this man would change her life. Two years later, he asked her out finally, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. And so we create a fun narrative. And the reason I do that is to draw people in. We want people to care about these two people on the dance floor instead of going, all right, take out my phone, whatever. You know, we want to create this experience because what are we doing at that experience? We are celebrating love. Oh, yeah. We're celebrating love. We're not celebrating receiving line. We're not celebrating this food. We're not celebrating the cake. We're celebrating love. And that's the thing I want to do. A receiving line is not a celebration of love. It's a formality. And it's a bad habit that we need to break. And so that's why I like doing these different things is to create an experience for weddings. A party. It's a party. Yes. One of my goals also, and this is kind of a funny goal, is uh, I'm part of the National Speakers Association where we met. And I want to be known within the NSA that I'm the the wedding guy. Mm -hmm. I I just think it would be so fun to travel and be a part of different weddings and people's experiences and by the end of the night people are like so are you a friend of the bride and groom like no no they just hired me and that's what i want them to feel that i'm not a hired person that i'm i'm part of their family right yeah so i gotta ask you one quick question though yes what is the strangest event you've ever done to do to bring what you bring to it what's the strangest event well i wouldn't say it's the strangest but it was one of the most memorable events it was my uncle's funeral i dj'd my uncle's funeral And this is what I talk about when it comes to timing. My uncle had died from cancer about a year ago. You know, after a funeral, traditionally here in Utah, we go back to the cultural hall and we have some, you know, food or whatever. And I played music, but just very soft music that was from his era. And then I played the song Moon River, which was the song that he danced to with his wife at their wedding. Andy Williams. Yes, there you go. And then my aunt came out and started dancing with her kids. She danced with her first, her oldest son. And then her next son came in and cut in. And then her next son came and cut in. And then her daughter cut in. And then her other son cut in. They all had a chance to dance with mom to the song that they danced to, that she danced to with her husband. By the end of the night, we were dancing to Twist and Shout and We Are Family. 
But the whole part of the timing was is starting with the right song, creating that moment, creating that experience. By the end, we were celebrating my uncle's life through music and dance. That's beautiful. That Love brought it. tears to my eyes listening to that and just envisioning that. And yeah, yeah. I'm, wow. I'm not going to admit it. It did to mine too. <laughs> so, do you want me to DJ your funeral? Uh, mine in 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to set an appointment if that's. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So do you do you say improv? Do you do comedy sports? Yeah. Do yeah, you, and there I used thing? to I used to perform with them, and uh, I don't perform with them any longer because of my schedule, and I just couldn't you know make it work. And so the group I perform with they're called Quick Wits, and they're located in Midvale, Utah, and so they're a lot of fun. Um, I do more of their away shows, corporate shows with them. So improv is a great way for me to be on stage. It also helps me perfect my craft as an MC, taking what you give me on stage and turning it into something fun and being, you know, being able to say whatever that comes to my head first and having some fun. That's awesome. How about the inspiring part of this? Do you have any stories where you've seen a wedding just, I mean, it's just melded your heart or something like that, or you've been able to lift it to another level? Or any that, event, not just yeah. a wedding. Yeah, that wasn't Well, going. you know, with weddings, I, I don't really have any stories right off the top of my head, but, you know, what we need to be doing is being present in every experience that we're doing when we're performing on stage or speaking on stage or or being in a job is taking what people are giving us and being in the moment that's what i often try and do when there's toasts i find moments where we can have some fun where i can you know uh take what the father of the bride said and take that joke a little bit further or acknowledge the emotion we're feeling in the room okay and so what I try and do is match that. Um, I'm sorry, I can't recall anything off the top of my head. But one thing that I do want to talk about is I'm taking my experiences from a DJ to the dance floor into a new keynote that I'm creating. And I, I'm now into the Speaker Association. And primarily I do MC work and game show stuff. But I want to create a keynote that shares a little bit about the experiences I've learned as a DJ. And it's called How to Create a Movement. And it's observations from a DJ to a dance floor. How do you become the first person on the dance floor? What are the steps that you are taking to create those movements? And so I examine past movements and viral sensations and things that have gotten people to act and react and move towards that. So I identified it as I go, initiate, guide, and own. So we want to initiate, get people out there to dance with us. But we also have to guide people once they are out there. And that's what I do a lot of with it when it comes to the instructional dance. We have to guide people once they get out there. Sometimes people are, are fear, they have a big fear of the dance floor because they don't know what to do. Well, they don't want to look stupid. Right. So I'll look stupid with them or I'll look stupid for them. And they're like, oh, I can do that. I can do that shuffle, whatever. So we got to guide them. But the idea behind ownership is that's when I leave the dance floor and I go be behind the booth and I play the music and you guys stay out there. You guys now own that dance floor. It's not about me anymore. It's about you guys. So, But a lot of guidance is about taking it from me to we. Because oftentimes, you guys are starting this podcast, so you want this to catch fire. But how are we going to do it? How are we going to create a movement? You know, life in 22 minutes. What are we going to do to get people to jump on board? By inspiring. Yes. Bringing hope and putting a smile on their face. Exactly. Everyone wants to, to walk away feeling good and feeling better. Yes. Be elevated. But I like that, how you say you get them out on the floor is, is you go out there and, and be the guinea pig. You go out there and say, yeah. hey, I'm willing to do this. And once they realize that you're having more fun than the worry of what you 
are coming across fear. as or the fears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then they're like, oh, well, that looks like more fun than what I'm worried about, you know, yeah, exactly. giving up. And they run out and have a great time. Also within the principle of initiate, which is my first principle, is music and timing. You have to have the right music and it has to be at the right time. I can't start the dance off with just anything like, hey, let's start the party off with Uptown Funk at the very, very beginning. And sometimes I have to ramp it up or warm people up. I have to make sure whoever's on the dance floor, this works for them. This might be a country crowd. This might be more of a Latin crowd. I want to make sure that I have the right songs at the right time. With this keynote, I want to express this to people who are doing this in their own businesses, especially entrepreneurs, small businesses. you got to find the right people within your niche who you want to. You can't just play music for everybody because now all that music's going to hit. So you got to di- deep dive into a niche and give them the right music, and you got to play it at the right time. So that's part of Initiate, too. I, I love the fact that you are... A DJ. Yeah. I mean, how many people are just like, oh, yeah, I DJ on the weekend. I spin some records for, you know, weddings right. or whatever. Yeah. And they don't engage. They don't understand this whole elevating people. Right. And, and being not necessarily the life of the party, but bringing the party, bringing these memories that are so great. These people will never forget that night. Exactly. They didn't just have a DJ in the corner playing some music. Right. Right. And I've been part of the American Disc Jockey Association. I was the president. And uh, I took our chapter from about five members to 18 members. But what happened within those two years was people started catching fire. And it wasn't me preaching. It was other DJs saying, this is what I do, and then taking their ideas and sharing it. What I'm trying to do is just raise the bar when it comes to DJing. And so what if you're inspiring other people to do better, what happens? You know, it's the tide that rises all ships. We're helping people become better and create better experiences and not just going with the status quo. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're approaching 22 minutes. Yes, looking at my How own watch. How can our audience connect and find you? I have two websites, lifeoftheparty.com. So it's life-of-the-party.com. <laughs> and then robferre.com, R-O-B-F-E-R-R-E. Any parting words that you'd like to leave? Um, ladies and gentlemen, life is a dance. Let's party. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to Life in 22 Minutes. If you liked what you heard, tell your friends about us and please subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review. Your review will help us to broaden our audience. Until next time, don't wait for things to be perfect. Get out there and live life with courage, humor, and a whole lot of love.